0: Recently in the Washington Post, an editorial asks Christians like myself, why can't you just accept gay marriage and move on? The writer claims to be a Christian. He says we accept adultery and divorce. Why get bent out of shape over gay marriage? For his information, we do not accept adultery and divorce. We condemn sex outside marriage and we get our view of divorce from Jesus. It is the result of tragic failures in marriage and should never be a matter of routine practice. But gay marriage asks us to go further. We are being asked to change an ancient institution, one ordained by God, and enlist it in the cause of gay rights. We are being asked to make marriage another way of validating the gay lifestyle. This I will never do, and neither will anyone else who takes the Bible and the Christian faith seriously. Let me give seven reasons why. Number 1, we believe the Bible is the Word of God. God clearly condemns homosexual behavior in no uncertain terms. In Romans 1:26 and 27, Paul says, quote, For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error." End quote. There are other passages that state this just as clearly. God condemns the practice of homosexuality. Reason number two, we define marriage the way the Bible does. In Matthew 19, three nine, Jesus states unequivocally that marriage is between a man and a woman and is ordained by God. Over the years, students have asked me a hundred times, Dr. Mitchell, what do you think about gay marriage? And every time I've asked the students, before I answer your question, let me ask you one, what is marriage? And never once have any of them given the slightest indication they have ever thought about my question. Historically, marriage is the union of a man and woman for the purpose of raising the next generation. That's why governments codify and protect marriage. The ancient Romans and Greeks had no problem with homosexual behavior, but would have thought gay marriage madness. Which leads me to my next point. Number three, gay marriage is not about marriage. The advocates of gay marriage see it as an affirmation of equal worth, or even as a means of building self-esteem. I agree with Brendan O'Neill's observation linked below that gay marriage is about a whole lot of things but marriage isn't one of them. It's basically about the state playing the role of therapists. I recently googled this question, how many men get married? The answers were pretty consistent. Of men over 75, 95% of them are or have been married. I asked the same question about gay men. According to Gallup, 10% of male homosexuals or or have been married. Obviously, marriage is not nearly as important to gay men. I won't even go into the question of the differences between gay and heterosexual marriage. Suffice it to say, marriage is not an option very many homosexuals choose. Let me say this again. The purpose of gay marriage is to validate an alternative lifestyle, not to raise the next generation. Reason number four for rejecting gay marriage is its legalization harms traditional marriage. Now the progressive elite in America's upper classes can't fathom that gay marriage harms anyone, and that's their continual argument. Uh, Why oppose it when it doesn't hurt anybody? But out in our wider society our working classes find that gay marriage is a different story. Gay marriage trivializes the institution. And the great marriage problem in America is not homosexual unions, but the increasing absence of marriage among heterosexual men and women, especially in the working classes. I'm arguing that legitimizing gay marriage discourages other people who are heterosexuals from getting married. Illegitimacy is our chief domestic crisis and the primary cause of every other social pathology. It increases crime, violence, drug use, poverty, and further illegitimacy. The left will generally acknowledge that fatherlessness is a problem, but they refuse to admit or even consider that gay marriage is part of the problem. Reason number five, consider the divine design. God made men and women to complement each other. Two men or two women do not do this in the way a man and woman do. Men and women need each other. In Ephesians 5 and in 1 Corinthians 11, Paul draws a clear distinction between men and women, as do the first three chapters of Genesis. Christians are committed to validating and building upon these distinctions. Reason number six for rejecting gay marriage. The writer of the Washington Post suggests we cave in on this issue because we cave in on everything else. No, we don't. Uh, let me ask him this. Have we caved in on abortion? Did we just give in and go along to get along? I don't think so. Uh, Have we just given in on cohabitation, living together outside marriage? Nope. We haven't caved in, even though it is widely accepted in Western culture. Now, how about euthanasia? Are Christians going to capitulate on that? No, we are not. I'm sure Christians in the Roman Empire were pressured to approve or at least tolerate gladiatorial contests, did we? No, we didn't. It took 400 years, but we got them abolished, and they have never reappeared. What about the ancient practice of exposing unwanted infants to the elements and to death? Did we cave in on that? Oh, no. We walked through the hills and garbage dumps looking for them, and then we took them home and raised them as our own children. Christians do not give in on social evil. We fully take it on. Gay marriage is no different. And finally, reason number seven, Christians in Western culture cannot give in on gay marriage if for no other reason than this. Our brothers and sisters in the worldwide Christian church would be appalled. Do you think the 80 million Christians in Nigeria approve of gay marriage? How about the 100 million in China? Do not be discouraged. We have faced this sort of thing before. Did Roman and Greek culture enthusiastically embrace Christian morality Uh, No, they did not, but we triumphed anyway. What about churches that have approved of gay marriage? Many of our old mainline denominations now approve of it. What does that say? It says that they are ceasing to be Christian. They are nothing more than museums to past Christian glory. And don't forget, there's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. He is at work powerfully in the world, changing hearts, lives, families, churches, communities, and ultimately civilizations. God is not holding committee meetings trying to decide how to handle the latest outrage from Western elitist culture. He will bide his time, then destroy them from the face of the earth. We have one task, be faithful to him, no matter what the cost. Thanks for listening. May our God bless you this day in a mighty way.